0: Alrighty, we are live here with Drew Hollingshead at WSU Coach Drew if you want to follow him on Twitter. He is Washington State's Offensive Quality Control and he also helps out with the QBs and we have him on here for one main goal, to learn more about this air raid offense that's starting to take over the NFL. So Drew, thanks so much for coming on. How you doing, man?
1: Doing good, man. I appreciate you having me on and and uh, figuring out our scheduled deals. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Absolutely. Thanks again. We appreciate it. But let's uh, let's dive right in. So, why did we choose you? Why are you here? Why are you the perfect person to kind of educate our listeners and me and everybody else out there on the air raid offense?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm the I don't know if I'm the perfect person to talk to about it, but uh, I feel like I've got a little bit of expertise. I actually I played at the University of Houston uh, for Coach Cliff Kingsbury and Dana Holgerson when actually he was the OC there. Um, was around some of those air raid guys and. Uh, coming out of high school, got recruited by Coach Leach, and that's actually kind of how I got this job. Uh, was a little bit of the, the recognition with, with the name, and um, you know, obviously played there at U of H, and, and started my career shortly after I got done playing, and uh, got here at WSU in 2016, and uh, been here ever since. So, uh, felt like I've, uh, I've got some uh, skin in the game with the Air Raid, and, and I might be able to kind lend of some, lend some insight on what's going on with all this stuff for sure.
0: Awesome. Yeah, you mentioned two as our listeners would probably recognize, the biggest names with the Air Raid, Kingsbury, who's now joined the NFL. We're going to dig into him in a little bit. And obviously Mike Leach, I mean, maybe the godfather of the Air Raid, uh, often known as just the complete guru. So can't pick too many better people to, to learn under. So what's the basic philosophy of this? What are some common staples? Just What is the Air Raid offense, would you say?
1: Uh, well, you know, it, it, the term gets used widely around college football i guess with the the prevalence of the spread offense but really the the air raid is more of a philosophy than anything else it's about the way we practice it's about the drills that incorporate um that we incorporate with the with the plays that we do and the offense that we run and all of it kind of that blends together and then we all kind of each have our philosophy and there's plenty of ways to skin a cat obviously but this is what we believe in offensively with you know some of the stuff people may know is y cross or four verts and mm-hmm. and stick and mesh is one of a you know another huge one so we believe in those core principles we're not going to do too much and we're not going to you know overload you with a lot with a huge playbook but you know we're going to get really good at what we do and i think the best the best way i've heard it described and and i kind of tell people this too is you know we're going to keep the playbook pretty simple but we're going to run it and rep it 1000 times over mm-hmm. and and we're going to get really good at doing it better than defenses are going to be able to stop it so that's that was always the the selling point for me I know when I was a player and, and especially for the guys that run it now
0: absolutely and you mentioned some of those staples and buzzwords that people maybe have read about the the verts and the the mesh and whatnot do you mind digging into like what some of those entail and what are they designed to kind of do for the offense
1: well it's you know some of that stuff in, in, I guess most offenses probably have a, a staple of this, and it was widely, you know, started with the air raid. But um, a lot of the, those concepts, like wide cross and four verts and, and mesh and, and stuff like that, that people have heard, is are really good plays to kind of get your athletes in space. You know, mm-hmm. Coach Leach talks about this all the time. If you if he wasn't running the air raid, he'd run the triple option or the veer, because it was about getting people in space, and it's about getting you know, having the defense to cover all five eligible receivers, you know, we'll, we'll line up and we'll make you, make you guard not only our four receivers, but our running back getting out mm-hmm. of the back are their lineup and empty and make you guard our, all, all five guys. So it's about getting your best players in space and, and featuring those guys the best way you possibly can. And, and a lot of those plays that we have, you know, certainly do a, uh, do a good bit of that.
0: Awesome. And, and clearly they've been successful, especially in the the college. I mean, they've been lighting up college scoreboards for years now, uh, but really, it's taken a, a while for these concepts to make their way into the NFL. No team's really fully committed to it yet. We're starting to see the concepts slowly get worked in, but why do you think there's this kind of that's college, it won't work, and the pros mentality seems to exist? And do you agree with it? Uh,
1: you know what I think, and this is, this is just kind of what I believe. I, I don't mm. necessarily agree with that. I just think the league is such a, uh, you know, the the coaches that have been in the league have have honestly been there for a long time, and it's what they know uh, growing up within the league. A lot of us college guys have been in college football for, for most of our coaching careers. And I think it's just, it, it's that kind of aspect of those guys know what they know, and they know how the NFL's been run over the mm-hmm. last, you know, couple decades or so. But like you said, I think the, the intrigue with how we've been running offenses in college, especially over the last five to seven years, I think is starting to trickle into the NFL because... They see how much success it is and they see that certain players, not only skill players, but your offensive linemen, too, have kind of adapted to what this spread, Mm -hmm. you know, these spread offenses are doing. And and if you're going to draft these guys, you know, why not pick up some of the stuff that they've been doing their whole lives, basically? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I always tell people, uh, you know, guys that grew up in Texas, I'm from Texas. Um, guys that grew up in Texas and played high school football in Texas, especially from the early two thousands on to 2018, you know, they've all they've known growing up was the air raid. Now they might not be able to tell you that. And that is a specifically the air raid, but you know, coach Leach's influence, especially when he got to tech uh, has infiltrated our state and, and college football in general for the last couple of decades. So I think you see the NFL getting into it because of the type of players that are coming out now. I think that the, their skill sets tend to uh you know a- amplify with the things that we're doing and and they're actually i i applaud the nfl for actually getting to it now so um that's that's been that's been really cool to see
0: absolutely yeah it seems like they are finally catching up to speed and it's working i mean todd munkin an air raid guru i uh, probably used it more than anyone else in the league. They. they Bucks end up leading the league with 320 passing yards despite a rotation of Fitzpatrick and Winston. Then you get, you know, Pat Mahomes and obviously an MVP season. What a ridiculous year this guy has. And Andy Reid definitely worked in some more air raid concepts. So, uh, you know, it might, it might be a long overdue that the air raid made its way into the NFL. Do you sense that it's going to – do you have a prediction in the way that maybe it will – become you know full-time as it almost is in college in some ways or do you think it still will be a slow burn for it to really get into there you know what i
1: don't i, I think it'll be somewhere in between i yeah. think it'll, it'll take a little bit to go um to really be fully indoctrinated in the nfl because obviously there is there is a lot of good stuff that you know guys mm. like sean McVay are doing and and obviously josh mcdaniels have been doing some good stuff with tom brady for a long time so i don't mm. know if it's fully going to indoctrinate itself you know, kind of the way we want as college guys, it'd be really fun to see, but no, it's slowly making its way. And I know guys, you picked up concepts here and there. So that's why at least everyone down here and people that know Cliff, especially are excited to kind of see what he does with it and, and, and see how he takes the offense and kind of molds it into his own, especially with those guys in the NFL. And, and, uh, you know, I think as the years go on, especially if he has some success and and the success that Todd Munkin had, um, you know, you'll, you'll start to see it more and more. That's for sure.
0: Awesome, Uh, and you know, air raid—it's just the name suggests how pass happy it is. The QBs, of course, of the utmost importance. So this is kind of a two-parter there. What are some of those crucial traits for a QB to succeed within this scheme?
1: Well, you know, talking about a from a recruiting standpoint, especially mm-hmm. when we're when we're looking at a quarterback, I think the most important thing, and Coach Leach talks about this all the time, is does he, you know, does he make good decisions, and how do you quantify that? Well look at his completion percentage, you know, is he completing 50 to 55% of his balls or is he completing 65 to 75%? Yeah. You know, what is, what's his touchdown to inter, interception ratio? Does he, you know, is it four to one or is it one to one? You know, I, I think some of those things are pretty mm-hmm. telling, especially because we're going to throw the ball 50 to 60 times in a game. And yeah. you want that guy's decision-making to be, to be absolute. Now, a lot of that comes from coaching within our offense. So I can understand that, but if you get a good base of knowledge and you know how a kid's decision making is, is, uh, you know, lines out, especially at the high school level, I think that's that's the utmost importance. Now, you, you want a kid that's a prototype, 6'5", 235, can sling the ball all over the yard and make those NFL type throws, yeah, for sure. But, you know, there's there's plenty of guys with strong arms that don't make good decisions, and and if if you do that, you're not gonna you're not gonna last in this offense very long because you're, you're gonna get exposed.
0: Absolutely. Then the second part of that is, I think early on, and maybe this was part of why it was such a slow burn to get the air raid in here, you got busts in the NFL, kind of like Tim Couch and Brandon Whedon, Johnny Manziel, there was this perception that they couldn't succeed. If they were an air raid, it was more of a gimmick and a system. But lately, you got Jared Goff, you know, Case Keenum a couple of great seasons. I know Houston, yep. you mentioned uh, Nick Foles came from a, a, an air raid style. And then, of course, you know, Patrick Mahomes mentioned him once again. The, the right. best season you could have even imagined, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, ridiculous they've all found some crazy success so what do you think is different now and should this bust notion kind of be put to rest once and for all
1: well i i I don't even yeah the the bust issue was always kind of bothering me because it was always kind of a it was a a, he's a system guy right you know and well that term never really made sense to me because everybody's a system guy you grow up in a system playing a system you're that systems guy. So that, that really never made sense to me, but I think you're starting to see, especially with the success of that case had to, you know, these past couple years and and especially with Pat, I think those coaches and I, and I give Andy greed a lot of credit because I I think I read somewhere where, you know, when he finally decided Pat was going to be the guy, Pat had a lot of say in kind of the stuff that he liked doing, Mm -hmm. you know? And I, I think um, when you play to the skill set of your quarterback, I think, that ultimately makes your team better. If he's comfortable with what you're doing and not being as rigid, like, okay, we're going to West coast and we're going to seven step, five step, three step drop and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. And, and, you know, we're going to pound the rock with power and counter, and then we're going to take a play action shot. Well, yeah, all of that's great stuff. And I love it, but you know, Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes and he's got a strong arm and he's going to make some unbelievable plays, but he's comfortable with the concepts because he grew up with some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, he's been running these, these, you know, it's not like Andy Reed just opened up a new playbook and he had to learn all that stuff. Obviously he had, he had things he had to do that Andy had, but some of those things he's been doing for his whole life. And I think that's why you kind of see that success um, with him, certainly being able to uh, have a say with what, you know, he's comfortable with and, and especially with those type of athletes, getting them in space, he's, he's definitely comfortable with that.
0: Absolutely. And I think your perfect segue to the next question was, if the QB is going to succeed, they need some weapons to throw to. So what kind of makes the ideal Air Raid wide receiver? What does it ask of their wide receivers and what types really find the most success in this scheme?
1: Well, just, you know, obviously, I think for us recruiting wise, you know, you always want, we're going to recruit at least four to five receivers every single year. Mm -hmm. Um, But you want the four best, five best guys you can get. But, you know, there is a certain... You know, you want guys to be tough over the middle. You know, mm-hmm. those those are some of those wide cross mesh stuff where those guys are going to be be going over the middle. I think, you know, if if we're going to talk about Cliff, I think Larry Johnson would be a perfect guy for that. I think some of the stuff that he can do, um, running four verts and having to play over the middle or seam read and sit down in holes, mm-hmm. guys that have a that are pretty savvy uh, finding grass or finding leverage and finding holes within an offense. Um, and then you also got to go find some guys that are Blazers, too. You know, you got to go find some guys that can take the, take the top off the defense, running verticals and, and posts and, and, and all that good stuff. And I, and I think you also have to play with a good back, too. Um, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of this offense predicates on being able to defend all five eligible receivers and, and including the back. So if you got a really good back, and I think you see that a lot more in the NFL, guys being able to get out of the backfield and catch the football, um, if you got something like that, you're, you're going to be in good shape with this offense.
0: Yeah, you almost just answered my, my next question of this overall painting the, the whole picture before we dive into the, the Arizona specifics. But the running back, you know, obviously as a pass catcher, you mentioned they got to get out, they got to be sound route runners and, and good pass catchers. In terms of just as a sheer runner, what does the air raid do for a running back? Is it beneficial or do they kind of get forgotten ever in terms of rushing the ball?
1: Well, it's it's I think the way that it is beneficial, at least in college football, is Mm -hmm. that you're you're defending sideline to sideline. Right. So we're spreading Mm -hmm. you out and we're creating gaps and we're creating holes just based on space and leverage. So we may not have, you know, a ton of run concepts in our in our in our offense. But just by spreading you out by alignment, um, we're creating we're creating a lot of space and a lot of gaps for us to just block you up and then and then hit it vertical. So. Um, I think in that way, uh, it's beneficial for running backs. And, uh, and then I think them, you know, the defense having to have be threatened by our back getting out of the backfield and catching a bunch of balls helps in the run game as well. So mm-hmm. um, they, they got a lot of stuff to think about, and, and a lot of, uh, you know, that's the defenses have been scratching their head for a lot of the time. And I always, I, because I'm an offensive guy, I always like to say we like we're ten, year, ten years ahead of all the defenses. And they got to catch. Um, you know, it's about creating space and creating leverage and and letting your playmakers make plays.
0: Awesome. Um, so yeah, thanks for painting that overall picture of the area. Now we want to talk about Kingsbury, who clearly you, you have some experience. You said you played under him at Houston. Is that what it was?
1: Yeah. recruited and played under him my my whole career there from 09 to 2012. So, uh, shortly before he took off for A&M. So it was, uh, it was a special time to be there. I was Mm. with, you know Dana Holgrenson is obviously a huge name and back at Houston now and and uh, Kevin Sumlin who was at A&M with Cliff and, and now at the University of Arizona so um, it was a really good time to be there set a bunch of records and and won a lot of games and something something proud to be proud yeah. of for sure.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Do you have, before we get into the actual football stuff, do you have a a funny or just interesting Kingsbury moment or story that that just sits with you and sticks with you? It's like this was my favorite moment of Cliff Kingsbury being with them?
1: No, it's I got a lot, you know, a lot of good funny stories. I think the two that I like to tell the most was um, I remember one day at practice, it was like a hot, you know, fall camp practice. Everybody was pretty mm-hmm. miserable. Um, you know, it's day, you know, 10 or 11 of fall camp. Everybody's starting to kind of drag. And I just remember, you know, we stopped practice and uh, they opened the gate from our practice fields onto like, there was a street that ran by our practice fields and they opened the gate from the street and an ice cream truck comes driving <laughs> onto the field. And everybody was kind of like, what is it? you know, what's going on? Comes out in the middle of practice. Everybody moves out of the way, starts throwing ice cream out to all the players and stuff. And it was <laughs> It was one of uh, Cliff's buddies that set that up, and Cliff kind of <laughs> asked him if he'd come drive the ice cream truck out onto the field to to help us out on a on a hot Houston day. So, and I always like to tell that story because that's kind of who Cliff is. You know, he's yeah. a he's a player's coach that gets it. Um, he'll grind you, but he'll he'll also take care of you. And that was always something that I kind of appreciated about him.
0: That's awesome. Um, In terms of him going to the NFL, do you think he's going to go full-born air raid offense to the fullest? What do you expect he's going to roll out there in Arizona?
1: Well, I think that'll be kind of interesting because especially over the last few years at Tech, I think you kind of saw him integrate a little more, um, you know, pro style, but kind of, you know, integrate what he was doing with what some of the pro guys were doing. And you know he used the tight end a little bit more which is was was kind of opposite of what we're doing here at, at WSU you know we don't play with the true tight end but mm-hmm. incorporated some more run game stuff which I thought was really good um you know and, and more formations more motion something to kind of dress up the base scheme of the offense and 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 what I think is really good cuz now you know he they they really can't get a beat on what you're doing if if you're if you're mostly vanilla 10 personnel stuff but um, really interesting and really, really cool to see his progression over the last uh, couple years. And I think he'll kind of take that um, into into Arizona, especially with uh, him hiring Sean Kugler. I think that I think that was a pretty good hire by him as his offensive line coach and, and, and help out with some of the run game stuff, too. So uh, that will be pretty cool to see how he how he molds those uh, two worlds together.
0: That was the the next question. You're like reading my mind here. I was going to mention in terms of fantasy football, which is the the podcast we're doing here, David Johnson's definitely the most prominent fantasy figure there in Arizona. We got, you know, 6'1", 225, bruiser, very versatile, great receiving back. I know you've already kind of hinted that that's important here. He had a pretty injury-ridden, ruined 2017, uninspiring 2018, and a real just crap offense there with Mike McCoy. But what could this do for him? He's just literally just 2 years removed from 2100 total yards, 20 touchdowns, 80 receptions that no-brainer number 1 workhorse back that every right. fantasy owner was craving. Can he get back there? You know, how does he fit into this air raid offense and what do you think is it, you, we can expect from him now?
1: It's interesting. And kind of like you said, I think he's a good he's a good example of the type of back that you would need. You know, he Mm -hmm. is the bruiser, bigger type of back that can that can put his nose down and get you those tough yards. But he's an excellent guy in the pass game too. you know, route runner. He's an excellent route runner. He's also good in the screen game, you know, a back that can catch some screens and make Mm -hmm. guys miss in the open field. I think that you got a guy like that can be pretty invaluable, you know, and then like I like I mentioned earlier, guys like Larry John or excuse me uh, Larry Fitzgerald and, mm-hmm. and Christian Kirk, some of those guys that, you know, are, are excellent receivers in space and can find holes and, and stuff like that. But, you know, especially, you know, with David Johnson, I think that's a, that's, that's a huge plus for those guys.
0: Yes. Yeah, Cliff going to resurrect him. What do you think?
1: I, I think so. I got faith in him. I got mm-hmm. faith in him. I, you know, I think Obviously, like a you know, I was telling you with that story, he's a player's coach, and um, you know he's always motivating his guys to and get the best out of them. And I think if you give him a, if you give him some of those type of guys that they do have on offense, I think he's going to make the most out of them. And and I'll be a, uh, you know, obviously really pumped to watch how it all unfolds.
0: Absolutely, and of course, you know, at the center of it all is, again, the quarterback, and Josh Rosen, hideous rookie season, I mean, pathetic 55%, you said the most important trade is that decision-making, the high accuracy, and you even said it can't be at 55-60, you gotta be closer to that 65-70, well he is 55%, 5.8 yards per attempt, 11 touchdowns and 14 ints across 14 games, just as, as pretty awful as can be can he turn it around in this scheme and under Kingsbury? Do you think he can succeed or is he just not going to be the guy?
1: Well, I, I think so. And, and, you know, I was, I was actually at WSU um, here for Josh's last year at UCLA. Mm-hmm. So I got to watch some tape on him. I, I you know, obviously strong arm, uh, compact throwing motion. I think he gets the ball out quick. And I, I think what's going to help him is, is Cliff obviously played the quarterback position. Cliff played in this offense Has coached in it for, you know a a long time now and and had some you know dynamic offenses and had some obviously had to develop quarterbacks you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't like these quarter a lot of them weren't well-known household names in recruiting even when he was you know when he was recruiting them so uh, I think he understands how the quarterback position is played I know he's a good coach I know he can he can relate to what Josh's strengths are and and I think the I, the other saving grace, I think, too, is Josh has kind of played in some of these schemes mm-hmm. before, you know, coming out of California. Um, I know they did some of this stuff while he was in high school. They even did some of this stuff while he was in in college. Um, so it's it not going to be anything new to him. And I think some of the decision making, you'll see that uh, improve because it's stuff that he's comfortable with. And then also think, too, you know, as you know, the players get better, offensive lines get better with 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 a couple of years in the system, too. So I think if they can protect him, I think you'll mm-hmm. see, you know, the, the, the offense definitely be a little more dynamic, that's for sure.
0: Absolutely, if he's even the guy under center. So the, the next question after that is, uh, and I'm sure you've seen some of these rumors, Kingsbury himself when he was – coaching and he's about to face Oklahoma says Kyler Murray I'd take him with the first pick in the draft if I could he's dominant I would take him first overall and conveniently Arizona has the first overall pick he's going there sure. now and all the rumors are starting to churn because of that comment and even Steve kind their GM there goes you know Rosen yeah he's the starter for sure for now uh just not putting it to bed by any means so the rumors are flying uh many NFL sources at the combine reportedly were saying they think the Cardinals are targeting Kyler Murray, what are your thoughts? Do you think there's some chances that happens? And and if you were Cliff, what would you do? It's a good question. I, I I don't know. I think uh,
1: it, you know he's a smart guy. He'll take a look at the you know the needs of the team and uh, and and make the best decision for their organization. I got faith in him to do that. But Kyler's a great player. And, you know I think he's a very dynamic. And I mean you saw what Lincoln did with him at Oklahoma. There's there's mm. some of the stuff that he's able to do you know, throwing the football and running the football. I think, you know, he's obviously something, some, some guy, a kid you got to take a look at, you know, and I, I don't think he can, you can necessarily say, you know, we're going to, we're going to take Kyler or, you know, but if there's another needed defensive end, I know Bosa was mentioned too, or, mm-hmm. or maybe try to upgrade at O-line or trade the pick and get even more picks. You know, I think Cliff will do, he's a, he's a smart guy. He'll do what, what the organization needs and, and definitely, uh, uh, set himself up to, to have the best chance, but, yeah i think if it was me i gotta you know i always i always said it's better to have the the most competitive position be your quarterback position because that only Mm -hmm. helps the team so if that's drafting another guy and and making that room as competitive as as it can possibly be it'll it'll only help your team so definitely got to take a look at it and and then we'll we'll see uh see how it unfolds here in in about a month or so
0: yeah very exciting i'm I'm hoping it happens to be honest i you It just seems too perfect of a fit with Kyler running a lot of those schemes in the offense. and It would just be electrifying, I think that's what that fan base would need, so we'll see. I hope he pulls the trigger and makes something happen. It'd be um, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And you've already talked about Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, uh, some of the receivers they have there. Otherwise, it's a pretty barren receiving core, um, but... And you've already kind of answered this one, but just to kind of reiterate, what could make those guys successful, both Larry Fitz and, and Christian Kirk, obviously both very strong in the intermediate game, uh, a very strong route tree in that sense. Yeah. How could Cliff use those guys, and what do you think, uh, t- what type of seasons will those guys have under Kingsbury?
1: Well, I think it was, you know, I thought that was one of the coolest things Bruce Arians did with Larry a few years ago was kick him inside. Mm-hmm. You know, I th- I think he's, his body type and his just unbelievable hands, I think, kind of makes him the prototype um, yeah. inside receiver in this offense because he can he can go over the middle. He's got strong hands. He's a bigger body who can handle you know the the wear and tear of banging off linebackers and safeties. But um, he's also a very savvy route runner yeah. too. You know he's able to find those holes. He's able to find those you know that that grass and is which obviously what we talk about all the time finding the leverage and getting open and in in certain coverages and zones and i think larry's kind of perfect for that and and christian you know he's played in this offense you know i think it won't be anything new to him i think he's probably licking his chops more than anybody else because he understands you know i'm i'm yeah. probably going to get a ton of balls because i did at AM. so um i think he's obviously they recruited him for that offense so he's a good player in his own right but um he'll, he'll be ready to go i know from whatever position they want to put him at but a guy that can run, you can put him outside and you can put him inside and be a savvy enough guy to, to find those holes like Larry. So, um, Cliff, I think's walking into a good position. Just got to get those guys going. That's, that'll be fun to see. Uh,
0: if you were making the fantasy pick between those two, which one do you think has the bigger season? Do you have any projections you might put on either of them? Yeah, well, who's going to be the better op- option there? If you had to guess,
1: I, I don't know. Kind of in a, an embarrassment of, of riches, that's for sure. But, uh, mm. Yes. You know, you can't. And I like Christian. I think he does a really good job, but you can't count out Larry
0: yeah. uh,
1: for, for making the most catches. And and then just being a dependable guy, too, I think, especially with the young quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said this last year to people um, being able to depend on a guy like Larry Fitzgerald. You know, he's going to run the right route. He's going to be open. He's going to make those tough catches for you. So a guy that, you know, a young quarterback can, can depend on and, and that'll be that'll be pretty cool to see uh, how he progresses.
0: Awesome, and you know, that's obviously the most prominent offense, the, the Cardinals with Kingsbury there with the, the air raid uh, right now, but there are some other teams starting to work it in. We mentioned Todd Munkin, the air raid earlier, a huge success with it at the, in the Buccaneers scheme last year. He's no longer calling plays. He's going to Cleveland, uh, but he's going to have obviously some influence there with Freddie Kitchens scheming and game planning there. So if there's going to be any other kind of air raid 2.0, it might be the Browns. What do you expect of Todd Munkin going to the Browns and what do you think that offense as a whole and especially Baker Mayfield, what do you think that could look like?
1: I mean, yeah. Speaking of embarrassment of riches, those guys are, you know, the, the, the lineup that they trotted out there, those last mm-hmm. 10 to, you know, those last 10 weeks was, was pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. I, I think Freddie Kitchens knows who he is on offense and, and I really liked what he was doing, especially uh, when he took over as play caller for Baker. But um. Yeah, it can only it can only help with Todd going in there and kind of re- relating on what works for them, and and especially with Baker having played in this offense not only in in college but in high school as well here in Texas. Um, I think those three together in the in the quarterback room will probably be coming up with some good air raid stuff, and mm-hmm. and then obviously being able to do some of that run game that they incorporated, you know, with the running backs they got now, especially adding Kareem Hunt. I think that yeah. uh, that'll only be you know, just as effective, and and it'll help open up some of that stuff within the pass game too. So, uh, definitely very scary. You know, going forward for those for those dudes that are be playing Cleveland for the next few years.
0: Absolutely, I'm actually on record already of saying last year we called Mahomes. He was our our fantasy you know tenth rounder. You have to take this guy. He's gonna blow up. So. Uh, not to toot our own home, but that one kind of blew up for us. And I'm saying already, Baker Mayfield's going to be that quarterback, and a lot of it is the air raid. It's the unique yeah. principles getting those guys deep down the field. I, I really think Baker's going to blow up. So I, I yeah. fully agree with you there. Do you see any other offenses, you know, based on any coaches or trees or any of that? Maybe injecting a little more air raid. That'll be probably the last question I got for you. I know I've been peppering you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What, what do you um, think? You
1: know, I think I think this kind of goes back to to, to my original point about when it kind of infiltrates the NFL is I think you, you watch some of these guys that are playing in college football. Now they've been doing some of this stuff for, for pretty much their whole lives. And, and it would only make sense that, you know, you would want to put your best players in the best position to to make plays. And, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I can only see if I was smart enough to, to be a coach or GM in the, in the NFL to, to, incorporate some of that stuff and get and put my players in the best position so um definitely see it could it it could happen and especially with the age of the uh you know the type of quarterbacks there in the NFL right now I think you get you we're were seeing some of the you know some of the youngest brightest QBs that have ever played in the league and and they're they're more ready now than they've ever been and Mm -hmm. you still got the legends out there like Tom and (laughs) and uh, they're still throwing the rock around in year 20 so um, you know, I, I think it's important that, you know, you, you take these players and what they're good at and what their skill set is and implement some of this stuff to help them. Definitely.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the time for the awesome interview. This was fantastic stuff. I think everybody is wondering about the air raid. This is as, as in-depth and great as you can get into it. So we really appreciate the time. Drew, if you want to give our listeners one last, uh, reminder where they can find you to interact and all that it would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, I got pretty much just on Twitter at WSU Coach Drew, and then definitely go follow the Cougs at WSU Coug FB. So um, definitely be looking out for that air raid if you if you want to come watch us play, and and we'll be uh, trying to win some games with this stuff for sure.
0: Awesome, man! Thanks again for the time, much appreciated.
1: All right, appreciate it.